Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. What's up, guys? We've got a great episode this week featuring rising star Kaylee Shore. She came by and had such an open and honest conversation about this issue of the lack of women on country radio and just being a woman in the industry in general. Kaylee has been very involved in moving this conversation forward, and she's got a lot to say, so let's jump right in. Kaylee Shore, welcome to the podcast. Hi. I have been so excited to get you in here because you are such a fierce supporter of women in country music and have done some amazing things that I want to get into today. But I do want to start somewhere pretty simple with experience. What has it been like these past couple of years just proving yourself as an artist in this town and ups and downs that you've had and how you've overcome those? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot to overcome, period. It's not easy to to get started in the music industry, no matter what your gender is. But given where we are at right now, it's especially hard for women. I moved here right out of high school. I had finished high school early um, to get down here. I was just so antsy. I remember, you know, just I'd been talking about moving to Nashville since I was 10. And I was just so ready, like 18 hit. And I was like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I moved here. And I remember thinking that not that it was going to be easy, but I never thought that being a woman would be a bad thing. And that was at a time it was 2013 when I moved here and you know, it was still pretty much just as bad as far as women on country radio. That was like the very tail end of Taylor Swift being on country radio. Right. And nothing had really been said yet to like shake things up. Right. Exactly. And so I think when she exited the format, people were like, wow, it really is just Carrie and Miranda right now. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so I moved here thinking that, you know, I was like, I'm going to make great female country music. Like that's my goal. I remember getting here and realizing, oh my gosh, there aren't any girls on country radio. And I didn't know because the CDs I listened to in my car, like I was listening to Blown Away and I was listening to The Band Perry and I was listening to like all these acts and had no idea that females weren't getting a fair shot on on radio because they got a fair shot on my personal playlist, Mm -hmm. you know? Right, right. And I remember just feeling so just shocked by it when I um, sat down with um, Todd Cassidy who runs Song Suffragettes and he showed me all of these facts and figures about what it looked like. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea there was a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, just overcoming that attitude and being like, okay, well, this is terrible, but how are we going to fix it? That was you know, the real, the real challenge to get to that mindset. And and it still is, you know, to stay positive, even though you're constantly presented with the figures saying that it's just continually getting more and more impossible. How do you stay positive with all of that going on? I think that good music is good music and it always wins. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that allowing your definition of success to evolve. If my career could look like Casey Musgraves, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Radio doesn't play her, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't need it. Right, exactly. (laughs) She's absolutely killing it. And I think that, you know, my ultimate end goal is to just write songs that I believe in that hopefully impact people and and to not have to ever have a real job. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm checking those three boxes, then I'm really happy. So I'm just going to keep making the music I love. And I know that that's where a lot of other female acts are. But it's also it's easier to stay positive when we're all supporting each other. And so we do these like girls nights and we unwind together and and just talk about it. And I I feel like talking about it is the best way to fix almost any Mm -hmm. problem, you know, just creating awareness. And that's why this is so amazing because there are still fans out there who love and support women in country, but don't know that there's a problem. And then when you tell them, they're like, Oh wow. When you open their eyes and they see it, they're like, Whoa, it was right there. And then they go buy a female record and then they go request it on radio and then they go, 
take matters into their own hands and that's how you fix it. Well, Kaylee, you had mentioned how you've been in this town for a minute now Mm -hmm. and you have had plenty of meetings while you've been here. You have talked with high ups, middles, you've talked with everybody. You get a lot of no's, everybody does. When they're saying no's, what excuses are they using? What are some shocking ways you've been told no? I had someone um, say who uh, works for one of the big three major labels, say, um, Kaylee's a star and she'd kill it on radio tour, but we were just burnt out on women right now. And they had three women on their roster that were solo acts. And maybe, and they were burned out? And maybe 15 solo males. Like, I mean, it was just the sh- biggest shocker. And this was like two years ago. And it was so hard to like get over that to hear, hey, you're doing everything right, but you have boobs, so we can't help you. Right. You know, I was like, well, I can't fix that. Like, I mean, how I do you process expensive. that? Yes. Like, I don't want to, like, I love being a woman and I love being a woman in country music because you yeah. get to, you know, share such an interesting perspective. All of my favorite country acts shared that and, and had these incredible lyrics and a lot of them were women. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to like get to do that. But it's so hard when this town just won't get on board. Well, you have been a big part of changing that conversation as well. Thank you. Two big <laughs> things that I really want to talk about. First, you just got recently got off the uh, Next Woman to Country tour. Yes. Tell me about what the vibe is like on a tour like that. Well, it's amazing. And it was my first ever tour. And it's so rare to see a tour that's all female. Right. Um, so getting to you know share that really special experience with Raylan, who is such a good friend of mine. And we're the same age. And we yeah. just completely hit it off. And Sarah, who I've looked up to since I was a child. I mean, like, I remember calling my mom and sister and telling them I was going on tour with her and they like, lost it. Yeah. They, they knew how important it was. Did they me. want to go to, like, every show, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom went to, like, probably five or six, I think. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, yeah, it was super fun. But that was just the best best like entrance into into touring world that I could possibly have and CMT is such a great example because it's so easy to talk about the negative examples of who isn't helping but I think we also have to really celebrate the people who are and Leslie Fram at CMT is so incredible and just takes every chance she can to like help out Mm -hmm. females and create the next women of country franchise and if there's extra money in the budget it goes to the women of country and they do a cool initiative and something interesting and I think that that's just so cool to be so mindful of that so getting to be part of that franchise on that big level was so fulfilling. Well, and you're so right. There are, it's very easy to talk about the negatives and what's wrong, but there are a lot of positives out there, including a lot of guys that are really supporting this message. Do you have any top of mind that you know are real big supporters of this? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that, um, you know, I hear Brothers Osborne talking about it a lot mm-hmm. and I'm friends with Lucy, their wife, and, and yeah. they're just like the coolest, not their wife. It's, oh my God. <laughs> well, they, everything they do is together. <laughs> But yes, John's wife. Brother wives? I don't even know what that would be. Anyway. <laughs> Brother wives. Hashtag it. Go. I'm sorry, Lucy. This is so awkward. Um, but they're always like tweeting stuff. And Rustin Kelly, um, you know, really went to yes. that for women on Twitter the other day. And I thought that was so great. Just like the husbands of the women of country, like mm-hmm. you're rising to the occasion. But it really does. It takes the men to take a stand too. That's mm-hmm. how we fix the problem is everyone's aware of it. Because yeah. I can stand here shaking my fist at the sky. But at the end of the day, we really, really need those boys to get on board. So when they do, it's really, really awesome. But I would say that, you know, Brothers Osborne and Rustin Kelly are just, I love them. Shout out, fellas. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I also want to talk about song suffragettes. Now, for people that aren't familiar with this awesome, awesome thing, tell, tell them a little bit about it. Yeah. So we started song suffragettes four years ago at the listening room right down the street. Um, And it started off just as, you know, this 
place for girls to get heard because as hard as it is for girls to get played on country radio it's pretty much hard to do everything else too Mm -hmm. because of that very very top and then it trickles down and you know there was no designated place for girls to go out and play and have that that space and create that community and so to watch it grow over the past four years has been incredible because it grew from 15 people in this really really small room to you know selling out almost every monday right and we have shows at cma fest and we've been in so many different magazines and just like have had people pay attention and we've had almost 200 girls play and i played the very first show and i play every monday that i'm in town but it's where i met all of my like best friends and all the people i first started collaborating with and every single i've released so far not even on purpose but has been co-written with a song suffragette Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, that's way cool. Yeah, that's crazy. What a great community to have. Well, and you guys banded together too for the Time's Up song. Yes. Which was amazing. Tell me about what the reaction's been like to that. That was really incredible. Um, That was born out of a girls' night that we had. Um, We all watched the Golden Globes and we sat and we wore black and we were all like dramatic and we were like standing, (laughs) you know, with with the women of Hollywood. Love a good drama. Yeah, but it was such a cool moment to see like historically because I remember my mom, like when she talks about the 70s when they called it like women's lib which is so funny because <laughs> no one uses that term at all anymore um but she she tells me those stories about what was happening in pop culture to kind of you know encourage that and drive that conversation and i was like wow we're watching our version of this right so beautiful so i was really impacted by it and i sat down with my friend Lacey green who's a song suffragette and was like let's write a song about this like let's mm-hmm. just try if it comes out cheesy or anything like that like, i don't want to put it out i felt it on my heart and i was like let's just write it together and I went and played it for, for Todd and Helena at Song Suffragettes, and they were like, we have to do something with this. So we called up 24 girls and came in and recorded the song. And like within a week to writing it, it was out as a video with 24 girls fully produced. It was just that the was only like a week. It was insane. It was so oh, nuts. Holy and crap. I still like don't really know how. I think I wasn't the one staying up till two in the morning cutting vocals. So right. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to our producer John Caldwell. He's amazing. Um, but that was so cool, and the reaction we got was incredible, both from you know the Times Up organization and mm-hmm. um, just reading comments of women who are sharing their stories and stuff. And it's just keeps you going. And yeah. In all the negativity hearing a a woman say oh I needed that song or this reminds me of when I went through this and just sharing their stories it's like the best way to keep moving and keep your your chin up for any of the ladies that got involved was there any hesitation because it can be a really scary thing to start being a part of that conversation or was everyone like no let's go let's do this yeah I mean we found the right group of girls who are really passionate about the message and were willing to put themselves out there and I was very thankful for that Mm -hmm. have you come across sexual harassment in your life yeah yeah Yeah. I think um um, that was the biggest thing to come from the Me Too conversation was people realizing that like almost every woman has, whether it's on a smaller scale or on a larger scale. I mean, we're all impacted by it. And even just watching it happen to your friend can break your heart too. But yeah, definitely. So when all the news was coming out in Hollywood, did it really affect you? Were you having flashbacks? What was that like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was a really tough time to see it. You know, we wake up every day and, um, you know, you're you're thinking about, just the darkness and and it's just it's so heavy watching the news and Mm -hmm. seeing stuff that takes you back to your own personal trauma but yeah I mean I I was happy to know that the conversation was being started because it helped me work through my own personal stuff and also be able to um put that positivity back out through a song like Time's Up. Yeah. And you must have felt not as alone too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So for women that are listening and young women that are listening to, how do you get over something like that? What kind of advice do you have for women that might be going through it silently by themselves? 
Um, I mean, getting over it is a complicated question. I, mean, right. I think therapy helps. Um, gosh, I've never really even talked about this before. I think, you know, just surrounding yourself with strong women who have been through it and will talk about it will help. And, you know, just keeping your keeping positive and, and not letting someone take your joy away from you. Yeah. Because when something like that happens, they take so much. Just, you know, digging your heels in the ground and saying, I'm not going to let you take the rest of that too. It's reclaiming your own narrative, yes, right? Reclaiming my time. Yeah. Yeah. And now I also want to talk about representation of women in yeah. this industry. So in your words, why do you think it is so important that we have more female representation on the radio? Growing up, you know, I heard Martina McBride and Faith Hill and the Dixie Chicks and heard all these incredible female songs with just an amazing outlook and perspective that I needed to hear as a, you know, little girl growing up in Maine. And, you know, songs like Independence Day. I mean, I can't even just think about how many women probably left an abusive relationship because they heard that song. Mm -hmm. And it breaks my heart to think that maybe there's, you know, the next, I mean, I hate saying the next anything, but there's someone with that perspective with a song that isn't going to get to see country radio because they're women and think Mm -hmm. about the hundreds and thousands of women who won't get to hear that song when they need it because the gatekeepers just aren't letting them through like that's so heartbreaking so it's so important to just be aware of you know the numbers like right now the apple music playlist is 18 men and 19 women which is amazing whoa yeah yeah but the spotify playlist is three women and 60 men Mm-hmm. So it's like being mindful of, you know, like I'm not saying we want a unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want someone to hand me something because I'm a woman because then right. that feels like a consolation prize. And like I, I'm not about that life. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I want to work for it and I want to yeah. get it because I deserve it. But I also don't want to not get it. I don't want to like not not get it. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, double negatives are so hard. It's very difficult. You know what Words I mean. Words are hard, I don't know but I these, get it. I don't know if y'all listening know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's... You want it because you deserve yes, it, I want not it because, because I deserve it. So, yeah. But I also think it takes people in positions of power to be like, okay, well, you know, we're putting together this festival and we have 15 acts books so far and we have 10 more slots. Let's try to give them mostly to women, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and there's no lack of incredibly talented women in the game right now, which is why it's so confusing. Exactly. It's And why it doesn't really make sense. And, and obviously this podcast, it's called Women Want to Hear Women. And yeah. it's derived from the phrase that a lot of us have heard in the industry. A lot of women have been told to their face, women don't want to hear women. So, I mean, say that somebody just said that to your face right now. How do you respond? I mean, I would just probably show them my Instagram comments. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but it's, you hear that all the time. And like, I want to hear women because they're singing from a perspective that I relate to, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, one of my favorite artists of all time is Tim McGraw. Like, I love male artists. And I don't want to like discredit that at all, but Taylor Swift got me through middle school because she was singing about things that I cared about and I understood and she was speaking a language that I understood. And that's so obvious to me, mm-hmm. you know? So we don't want to just be that, sung just, about, like, you know, from a male's yeah, perfect perspective, we also absolutely. want to be singing about our own experiences. Right. I'm like, yeah. just relatability. I mean, that's like 90% of, of what music is to people is finding someone and being like, oh, they feel that same way that I do. That makes me feel a lot better. I'm going to get through this. And that's a responsibility really that needs to be played out yeah absolutely yeah we need that for our generation for sure okay i want to switch things up a little bit talk about your music because i love your ep awake it's amazing um candy is like such a bop 
too bad you ain't nutritious. <laughs> like, I just want to hashtag that on everything. So tell me a little bit about what the reaction's been like to Awake. Um, the Awake EP totally changed the game for me. Yeah. I am so proud of the music I've put out since I lived in Nashville, but that was the first time I felt like I really found my sound and just 100% was so clear on the artist I wanted to be. And so that project, you know, changed my life personally because I felt so like, oh, wow, I found myself. And then also professionally because people were like, oh, she found herself. (laughs) And then just getting the opportunity as an independent artist to release a project that I felt so strongly about, have it, you know, get a good reaction and then be able to go on a tour immediately after. Like that never happened. Mm -hmm. It was just so beautiful and just such a great way to know that I'm I'm on the right path. You know, there's just so much Mm -hmm. validation in this time period, which is great because there's a lot of skepticism and, and, you know, self-criticism in the mm-hmm. industry too so it was just it was just amazing and I love every song on there in a different way and yeah. getting to play them every night on tour was incredible but Candy is is the current single and we got to shoot this really fun video for it that's on CMT right now yes it was in a candy shop and we shot it at like nine in the morning before the candy shop opened I hadn't eaten breakfast and I was like I'm gonna be eating candy it's fine <laughs> And I'm in the candy shop and I had to keep eating to get these particular shots. And like, that sounds fun, right? Like right. if you told 10 year old Kaylee that, dream. she'd be pumped. Yeah. Yeah. But 24 year old Kaylee does not have like the stomach she used to have for sugar. And so I like went to my co-write feeling like I was straight up hung over oh, like two hours later because I'd eaten so much candy. And I was like, this is what the entire song is about. Like, how did you miss your own point? Right. Like, you know? Yes. And that's why our parents told us yes. because mom, now you know. I'm sorry for not listening. Right. Me too, mom. We're all sorry. All right. So what's next for you? You've done the tour. You put out the EP. Like, are are you looking to get a label? Are you look like, what are you looking to do? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think we're, we're moving forward on some really, really cool stuff that's going to be outside of the box, both like on that business side and just on the creative side. Um, we've still got like one more big thing left from Awake that I'm really excited about. But mm-hmm. then I am hitting the studio this fall to record the longest form project I've ever done. Yes. And um, yeah, I just recently, you know, went through a breakup, but I'm writing about it so much. And it's just, I'm really excited to see where this project goes. It's going to sound a lot like Awake, but there's just so much story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited about it. How long does it take from like breakup to realizing how good that breakup was for your music to realize that it was actually good for you? So the, one of the songs, the first song I really wrote for the project was 10 hours after the breakup. Oh, yeah. So it was raw. a Sunday night. I know it was crazy. And that's like, I'm so lucky to have that be my job, though, you know, yeah. to get to go in. But I had a session booked with my producer and my best friend, Savannah Kyes, who's another song suffragette. And I roll in that morning. I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> um, they're like, do you have any ideas? I'm like, I do. <laughs> and um, it's still like the best song I've written about the whole thing because it was just so unfiltered because I filtered it in the room. And then leaving the room that day, like obviously my heart had been broken, but I was like, wow, I understand so much more about how I feel because I yeah. got to go do that. And just to be able to create with people that like love you and support you and are your best friends anyways. I mean, I'm really excited. So that one's called The One and I hope everyone gets here soon. Okay, so when you're accepting your best <laughs> single of the year award, are you going to thank him or no? I loved when Carly Pierce did that right? at the CMT Awards. I texted her after. She's like, thanks for breaking my heart. I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, so I'm, I'm a little bit petty. So yeah, definitely. I <laughs> love it. I love a petty girl. Okay. And now I, I know we need to wrap up soon here because we're going to go over to performances. Yes. You are going to perform one of your singles, right? Yes. Which one are you going to do? Um, I'm going to do Fight Like a Girl just because of yes. the theme of the show. I felt like I had to do it. I was so. hoping you would. Yeah. And what cover are you going to do to play it forward? I am going to cover my girl Raylan. Um, Love Triangle is one of my favorite songs. And I got to hear it every night on the CMT Next Women tour. And I've just always loved this song. And um, sometimes to like uh, sound check with the song, and she'd walk in, and I'd be singing her song. I'd be like, "Hey, girl, hey!" <laughs> so I was like, "I'm just gonna cover it for real this time." So. Oh, I love it. That's perfect, yeah. Kaylee. Thank you so so much for thank this conversation, you. and thank you for everything that you're doing for women in this industry. Thank you. I can't wait to see what else you do, and <laughs> we'll be following, and everybody should be following along too. All of Kaylee's info will be in uh, the article at nashcountrydaily.com, and let's head over to performances. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Thank you again, Kaylee. That was awesome. And oh my God, you're going to love her Raylan cover and of course her female empowerment anthem performance of Fight Like a Girl. Go check those out at nashcountrydaily.com. And hey, if you're listening to this on release day or just before September 26th and headed to the NAB radio show, make sure to come say hi to me. I'm going to be speaking on the podcast panel then probably going to Disney because let's be real, I know me and it's in Orlando. Anyway, keep those tweets coming about who you want to see featured on Women Want to Hear Women. Use that hashtag and find me at Elena D. Smith or at Nash C-N-T-R-Y daily. A huge thank you to Silent Matt, Glenn Johnson, Jim Casey, and Brian Webb for helping to get all this together and for being perfect examples of how not only women want to hear women, men do too. Now, if you have some extra time, keep listening and you'll hear Kaylee put together this week's playlist. Otherwise, that's it for me, y'all. Thanks for listening. All right, Kaylee Shore, we're not done yet. We need to put together this week's Women Want to Hear Women playlist. Who do you think everyone should be listening to this week? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to do two throwbacks and then three of my current faves, but my two throwbacks, one is Walk Away Joe by Trisha Yearwood. Oh, I love that song. I love that song so much. Yes. Um, the second one is my favorite Dixie Chicks song of all time, Cold Day in July. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a deep cut there. And then for the newer ones, Cassie Pope just came out with her new single, One More Red Light. So good. So good. I so know. good. And then we have Champagne, the new single from Lindsay L, which hey. is such a jam. Yes. And last but not least, my girl Raylan Queenstone. And she has a new one out called Tailgate too. Perfect. Kaylee, thank you so much. Now head over and watch those performances, nashcountrydaily.com.